Hello guys. Uh, for years I have met people with conditions that have probably made their lives uncomfortable. They feel like they are big insecurities in their lives. But I met a young lady, oh my god, she gives me chills every time I talk about her. I've met her several times and I feel like she's one person who would be a figure for those who think they can actually not be comfortable with their bodies because she's perfect and she believes she is the best. That's, why, that's one thing I like about her. Yes, meet Santa, she's a very lovely lady. Damn! You got you give me courage. <laughs> Give me courage to do so many things because you know I, I've met so many people, but then they feel like they're not comfortable with who they are because of the conditions they're going through or the kind of situations they're living in. But yeah. you're really giving so much courage to the people out there. Yeah, because it's the only thing that we left to do. I mean, when you get yourself in a situation, yeah. you have nothing to do but live with it yeah. and move with it. And slay in it. Well, before we go any further, Santa, I wanted to say hi to the viewers of a chat with Mithya. Hi, everyone. Hi, all viewers and subscribers and new subscribers of a chat with Mithya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share and, the and, video. and share the video <laughs> and invite all your friends to do the same. Oh, yeah, Santa, I've known you for a very long time, but there are things I would like the people out there to know about who Santa is. Like, we look at you and then some of us, some people out there, of course, they don't know and they're like, what kind of situation is she going through? What kind of condition is this? How does she live among people? But what I want to understand is, how do you get to this situation you're in? Um, my name is Santa Lucy Fungaro. I am turning 21 this year in June. You're still a baby. No, a big girl. I'm a born of 25th June 2000. Both my parents are alive. Um, first born in a family of three girls. Wow. And a student at Macquarie University in my final year. I would be graduating <laughs> next year if it wasn't for COVID. COVID happened. But now I'm in my final year, first semester of third year. Oh, yeah. And yes, um, I love eating. I love, I, I just love being happy because I didn't grow up enjoying my childhood. So I try to catch up for everything right now so that I feel like I didn't miss out so much back yeah. then. Yeah. Well, Santa, uh, I, I've read about the condition you're going through, but I want the viewers to know what this kind of situation is, what you call it, and how you're going on with it. Um, my condition is called dermatomyositis. It's an autoimmune condition that affects the muscles, the tissues, the skin and the nerves. As you can see, my skin is like not like yours. It's unique, much better than yours. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I have like the reprint. Sometimes I even have, I can turn purple some days, I can turn pinkish <laughs> some days. About it. Okay. And it's a beautiful one because not everyone gets to have it. Yeah. It's a condition that affects one in three million. It's common in Europe and rare in Africa and when I was first diagnosed in 2005 I was told I was the second medically registered case in the country since 1954 which makes me a celebrity <laughs> yeah so this is me with it I believe there are others out there mm. but because society and its norms tend to term this as witchcraft they might be living with it and thinking oh my god Let's take this person there and that kind of stuff. Okay, Santa, you've told us all about that, but I, I want to know, like, give us the experience from way back from your childhood, 
how has it been with your parents? Has it been so hard for them? Like, how do you grow up with this? Is it something you got while you were young or you were born with it? It's a condition I got while I was young, uh, around five. It started off with a rush that spread. My parents thought maybe it was raw mangoes because I used to overplay and eat like so many raw mangoes. And going to hospitals, I was treated for a lot of things, gonorrhea, syphilis because I believed it was an STI due to the fact that I could not walk or sit. I got treated for all the wrong things in the world. I'm, I'm proud to say I visited most of the hospitals in Eastern and Central Uganda. I was like a tourist <laughs> in all. So we came to Mulago. Mulago gave us a bed. No treatment except for painkillers for about a month or two. Were they like trying to find out what's wrong? No. The doctors were in strike, so what? they were just giving us accommodation with painkillers to keep us in the records, I think. Uh, we stayed there for like a really long time till my parents decided, you know what, it's time to move back to Ginger. Mm. But then on our way to Ginger, we met a former student of my dad who directed us to Doctors Plaza in Zambia, where I finally met my doctor then and currently. I call her Jaja now because, <laughs> I mean, I've grown up in her hands. Uh, she diagnosed me, then she was like, we have two pieces of news, good and bad. The good news is we finally have a name for oh, the sickness. And the bad news is some things have been damaged permanently. So I grew up knowing, oh my God, damaged permanently, what does she mean? Mm. So behind my parents' back, it was really not easy for them because, I mean, the expenses and all. But growing up, I mean, I began investigating, will I be able to have babies? They used to say damaged, damaged permanently. So behind my, my parents' back, I have seen like doctors, doctors, oh, yeah. to like make sure, oh my God, I'll have kids and all, to so say that I'm fine. Yeah, hey. I can. Oh. Twins. <laughs> We're waiting. So, it hasn't been easy. That's all I can say. It hasn't been easy. It's really expensive. I mean, you go to a hospital, people don't know what it is they are like looking for. You become an experiment of sorts. Everyone wants to touch and see, especially the doctors. Then, you know, people are talking. My dad's relatives talked. What? Should let that girl come and stay in the village. Let her die. She's expensive, all that. And P.S. I don't talk to them anymore because I mean they wished me death. Of course. So I cut them out. Um, there's been support, both negative and positive support. I'm saying negative support because it has pushed me to come this far. Then the positives have also been there. People have encouraged me to live life. People have been there for my parents. People have always wanted to know how is Santa doing, how far has she come, and all that. Um, that must have been a very hard situation for your parents to go through Santa. I believe it was extremely hard. So something else I would like to know about uh, your childhood. Let's go back to school. How was the experience? How do the kids treat you in school? Because, I mean, they feel like you're different and they must have been giving you a certain kind of attitude and all those things. Yeah. Kindly take us through. Uh, my nursery was okay because I was still Good. I had not fallen sick. It was when I was in P1. And my biggest blessing was 
the kids I studied with in nursery are the kids I went with to primary. Because oh, yeah. my primary school, my nursery school and primary school were like one. So it was more of like a promotion from nursery to primary. So when I felt sick, these are kids that I think knew I was one of them, but life just happened. Uh, a few of them distanced, yes, but majority of them stuck along mm. and they are still part of my life. Up to now, people call. And they're like, oh my god, Santango Kose, you've grown. I saw you on TV and all that. They've been like really so supportive towards me. It was when I joined high school that life began happening so bad. Um, I joined a school where my dad was teaching. They first said my, they were favoring me because, you know, Your dad is a teacher. my dad is a teacher. Uh, they even said I was studying for free on their fees, that kind of stuff. Because literally it was a boarding school, but I couldn't sleep in the boarding section. Mm -hmm. So I was commuting like from the teacher's quarters. And I had all that talk in the world. I used not to sweep because the dust would affect me and all that stuff. And I, ha I used to have like fainting sprees. It was a single school. Girls can talk. Girls <laughs> talked. Girls gave me all sorts what? of names. Girls said everything. Is it because they're jealous? You're given a different I, kind I, of I attention? I don't know. I mean, I literally had nothing. I was like so tiny. I practically had nothing. Except for being a very stubborn girl. There was nothing that I had. But people just didn't like the fact that maybe I was being treated different or anything. Mm. So in my form four, I changed school because my dad was transferred. Mm. And I couldn't stay in that school anyway. I'm not saying it was bad or anything. It was actually good because the teachers loved me. But there was that underground negativity from students and a few teachers who felt like, why is she coming from home? That kind of stuff. Was there like stigma? It was there, but I didn't give a hoot because I had my dad around. So I, I like really didn't care. So I joined Form 4, a different school. There is now no mommy, there is no daddy. I'm in a school whereby I'm living on the grace of God because, okay, my mom studied there and I had like a rapport with a few of the teachers. Mm. So they believed they would like really take care of me there. And in case of anything, I could be checked on easily. Life was mean. That is all I can say, it was mean. People talked. People didn't want me around. And it was in Aroa. I know Lugbara. Kids would like backbite me in the language. They didn't realize They didn't the know I knew till like end of first term when I decided to one day comfort someone and give the person a piece of me. People would talk. I was called names like Masida, Animal Print. And I was called these names by kids that were below me. Yes, in my class there was a lot going on because I'm not saying I was brilliant or anything, but I would do my best to talk because it was the only way that I would like find ways of putting people that say things about me down. I had, you know, high school has like so much drama and all, and there is no circus that I missed in. I, I went through all that high school drama and it was fun and sad at the same time because sometimes you just want to fit in but you feel like you feel like you're inside of the box but yet you're standing outside of it all. At times I would think, yeah, I've gotten shoulders to lean on and everything. But these are people that are just getting close to you to find ways of destroying you. Really? 
yeah. So people would come and know my weaknesses, like, I had insecurities, like so many insecurities. Matthew, I would stay in a sweater 24-7 because I was not comfortable eating the school. No, I had issues with my elbows and stuff. I, I was always wearing long sleeves in school. You know, we had like that olive uniform was long sleeved. My olive uniform was short sleeved. So I used to ha have an excuse for being in a sweater all the time. Yeah. And people would talk, people would talk, the animal print name, the rough cast, the... but I didn't care. It would hurt, yes, but then I would like be like, you know what, don't care, don't care, don't care. Is it because and you had gotten used to it? Yeah, I had gotten used to it until that I am used to it. That's why it gets hard for me at times to digest people's emotions towards me. Someone can have like the most perfect intentions, mm. but I'm always so security conscious of who is coming into me and who wants to break these walls of security that are built around me. Yeah. It gets hard for me to trust easily. Must have been very hard for you. Uh, looking at something else I want to share about your dating side. You meet guys, maybe he's interested in you. What are the kind of stories you have had with men? Quite fun. I was even expelled for coupling. <laughs> at was school? At school. What? Yeah. You were the people? <laughs> no. <laughs> it happened in a very funny way, actually. Uh, um, when I was in Form 6, I, I decided to come out of my shell. Why? Because I, I got a friend. Mm who really, really, really didn't give a hoot what people were saying. And how we became friends was, there was this one time we were having rosary, and then it gets so, so cold, and I'm shivering so bad. Then he like gives me his sweater. Mm -hmm. Then the talk goes oh, The relationship starts from there. Santa is stealing so-and-so's man. Mm -mm. And I'm like, <laughs> he's a form below for crying out loud. But the talk goes on because I had that sweater and he's like, no, you can't have it. Aww. I know this is like the basketball captain. And you know how girls hey. have a thing for those guys. <laughs> so along the way, blah, 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 yeah, I begin getting chips from him and all. And I'm like, why not? Why? I mean, I'm in form six, is in form five. I'm going to leave <laughs> anyway. And besides, everyone was talking. You know, when you're not dating someone, then the talk is you are. Yeah. And then you just decide, okay. So yeah, I did it and I got expelled <laughs> for things that happened in school anyway. What? You're a bad girl. Yeah, they walked into us, not doing stuff. What were you doing? Nothing. <laughs> okay, they just I walked into us. I want to so. <laughs> okay, they walked into us, on the stairs. Kissing. No, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> And that was it. So this teacher exaggerates everything. And me, I get pissed. He begins abusing me. I also give him a piece of me, a little, little, because I really didn't do what he was saying. Mm. And I didn't want to be lied against. So I think anyway, they were tired because they had never really got me in wrong, but I was always on the list of the wrong people. But there was never any evidence to incriminate me. Mm. So that was like, I should say my best experience because Yo, I got expelled a week to you, I felt like a celebrity. <laughs> Funny how my parents were cool with it. Because I'm not judging anyone for anything, but my mom was like, at least she was with a boy. 
that was my mom's statement. Not a girl. Not a girl. So I'm sorry, I'm not judging anyone for anything. I respect yeah. everyone and their tests and preferences. So yeah, that was the first thing. Then we come out of school and that like dies down. Mm. I've had like a billion crushes. Oh my God. If I'm to mention some, they'll kill me. <laughs> so I joined campus and I met like this really good guy. Like really, really good. Oh, yeah. Then his mom is like, oh, your mother is a Because I, I didn't, I didn't give in to what they wanted me to do. What did they want to do? I'm not going to mention names, but in case you get to watch this, I think it's time the world knows. Um, this is a family that I met with the best intention. I got to know this family through their son, and apparently they had a daughter who had a condition like mine, they claim. Um, how they got rid of the condition, they say it was through a, trad a herbalist actually. Time comes to me, the herbalist, the herbalist turns out to be those herbalists. A witch doctor? Like, yeah, those ones that throw cowrie shells. People, I turned my back. Like, I literally almost lost my family because of this. This guy was beaten so badly because of me. Because apparently the mom was like, you can't be with that girl. Like, okay. I think I had disappointed them by refusing to submit to what they wanted. So they, find, they found ways of making me and him like split, like the friendship should end. Mm. Oh, me, I'm going to give their son my things. Like literally, this is an autoimmune condition. It's mine and it's mine alone. And what they say to me, calling me those names and saying, and I'm contagious, made me go to TV. My first interview when I came out, I was like, I am not contagious. It was shocking me. It shocked me, Methia. I it's, couldn't. It's just something people don't understand about. I it. felt like, oh my God, I should go to this person's home and preach sense into them. Yeah. But everything happens for a reason. And wherever you guys, if you watch this, thank you so much because I am where I am now because of you, because of the fact that they pushed me away and called me contagious and called me bad luck. I managed to find my place in society. It made me understand that. I am an umbrella for many. Yeah. People look up to me, people are seeing me fight and win, and people are getting inspired. Because of you. Because of me. So, dear ex, I'm writing this letter to say thank you because you've made me a star. Some breakups are really good. He actually did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Santa, so, uh, talking about your condition at the moment. Huh? Is there any kind of treatment underway? Like, is there any treatment you're receiving? How do you think people out there can help you? First, take us to the treatment. Um, the treatment was hard at first because they said there was no cure. Matthew, I don't believe in no. I don't believe in, in impossibilities because when you remove the IM, there is a possible there. So to me, I was like, you know what? There is no cure. I'll be the first to get cured. So I've read about my condition like so bad. I literally know what drug is for what. Mm. I literally know if I'm going through this, I should do this. I should not do this. I should not be here. I should not touch this. I should not eat this. Mm. So I got a doctor in the US. Yeah. And man, the estimates were like way beyond me. It was like the country's whole budget, 250 million US dollar, Uganda shillings rather. 
Um, we came down to South Africa. It was 180 million Uganda shillings. Mm. We still couldn't manage that as a family. So we came down to Nairobi where they told me it would be 23 million. The doctor didn't specify. Mm. This was me who walked in with blind hope, blind faith, believing that the 23 million was the whole treatment thing. Methia, 23 million is literally almost like every review. I have gone twice. I went in November, that was after a fundraising drive that I don't even know how it started. I just woke up one morning and I'm like, you know what, Santa, try. Maybe you'll raise some money. If you don't get, at least this week, you'll have money for your sunscreen, for your creams and all. But at the end of that day, I raised four million. Wow. And I'm like, you know what, Santa, you have to raise that 23 million. I went to Nairobi. I traveled on the 19th of November. Mm. Uh, my trip was fully sponsored. My flight was sponsored by Rotarian Rebecca from Uganda Airlines. Her husband works there, so they gave me tickets. Mm. Then uh, I had like accommodation fully sponsored from a family in Nairobi. And when I reached there, we did billions of tests. They pricked me and pricked me and got tired of pricking me and forgave me and pricked me the next day. They forgave me, they pricked me the day after. And they finally confirmed that, yeah, I have dermatomyositis. And it is active, yes. And they can deactivate it because it's not so aggressive. Uh, the only issue is my skin had like burnt out. I believe that's what they said was permanent damage. But it is reversible. It's going to be slow and gradual and painful, but it is reversible. And how this is going to be is through therapies. I'm on tablets, like very many tablets. I don't even know their names. Then I'm having like a cream that I smear. It smells so horrible. How many tablets do you take in a day? Nine. I take nine tablets every single day, which is okay because it's once a day. So before I go to sleep, I like take my tablets. Then I smear. Though I've not been consistent smearing because, oh my God. Right. Some days, you just can't handle that smell. Like you open that and it hits you and you're like, hey man. You just close it. You close <laughs> and you sleep. I'm sorry, but, but I got done with one thing. I have one to go. I haven't started, I'm supposed to start today, today, today. Oh, yeah. So I'll start on it. And yeah, my next review is in June. Uh, I was supposed to receive drugs in April. Mm. I had a runway show for that. And I got the money for the drugs. Wow. So okay. I have to like fundraise so, so bad for June. And I want to start that around April, May. The fundraising? Yeah. Because currently on my medical account, I have 8.2 million, which is totally not enough for the next review. Yeah. That is like literally for the drugs alone. Remember, our money depreciates when it like is changed and all that. So I'll need much more than that. My drugs roughly cost me about 7.5, the tablets alone, oh. minus the creams. Then I have to get the creams. And then, you know, when you go, you have to pay, like, for the review. Then there is, like, <clears throat> I don't stay in hospital. Then there is that therapy. I go, I undergo for three hours, twice every month, ev twice every review, every six months. So by the time you're reaching there, they're giving you, like, an estimate of 150 Kenya shillings. And you're like, okay. 
where will I get the money? It's like really expensive. Yeah. Well, that must have been quite expensive for Santa and the treatment. It's really a lot of money that she needs and uh, yeah, being part of a drive to fundraise and all those things. It's helping because she actually gets some good money to go for treatment. So I would advise at least you guys watching, come in through and help her get the treatment that she needs to actually recover because yes, it's possible. And again, she's not contagious. So guys, I'm going in for a Q&A with Santa. She's going to tell me so many things about herself. First, what do you do in your free time? I sleep and mm -hmm. eat a lot. I want to gain weight, but there is no return to investment. I literally eat and eat and eat, but there is nothing working out. We talked back, okay, some, some time back you told me about your weight. You were big when you were young. What happens when you're growing up? What makes you lose weight? I, I was on steroids, I was on prednisone. And for everyone that takes prednisone, mm. you gain weight, you bleach. I felt like I was killing myself in a way. I'm not light-skinned, though part of me is a little light and oh, all. Yeah. I'm not light-skinned. I put myself off the steroids because I felt like the weight was becoming... And then I came back to originals and here I am stuck. So you wish to gain weight? Yeah, just a little. To be like, what did they say? Be Slim thick. And be like... <laughs> yeah, like you. For me, I'm, I'm extremely... I would want fat. that. If I fail to get what I want, I would want to like be really big. Yeah. Being fat is awesome. It's actually being thick. <laughs> exactly. I want to be thick. Uh-huh. Thick. So do you wish to have any kids? Yes, three sets of twins and I'm done. Jesus Christ, how? So I they call me Nalongo, Nalonga, Nalongest. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want. But man, kids are really painful giving birth. And then here you are thinking of TV sets. I mean, I didn't enjoy my childhood. Okay. I've had trauma having to live with children. Um, except for my siblings, I've honestly never really liked kids because mm. I feel like oh my god I missed out on this and someone is having it and there's a way it just gets into me yeah. but now it's getting easier I, I can actually carry babies I can actually smile and not get teary with a baby mm. I can actually see kids play and watch them without walking away it's something I forgot to ask but I would really love to know is it you in your family who has this condition yes or it's only me your siblings no one. They're fine. Eh? Everyone is fine. We only share the fact that we all have asthma. Oh. Like, but I'm the black sheep. The one who is the most expensive child, the, the most the celebrity, <laughs> the most annoying. The one everyone just has to deal with because at the end of the day I'm yours. You can't run away from me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have a boyfriend? Yes. I can say it with a smile. I'm jealous. <laughs> yes. But no names. Yes, all of yeah. you, you're mine. <laughs> no, you must, you must have... Um, yeah, I do. But I won't mention names because... It's alright. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So, I believe that's a few things that I would love to know from you. Unless there's something else you want to share with me. A secret? What do I want you to tell you? <laughs> um, the secret I want to tell you is to tell all the viewers. My next review is in June. Yeah. Power of 10K campaign is still running and it's going to run more actively this new month, April. So please, my numbers haven't changed even after I was robbed. My numbers are like still the same. Say so that 10K, that 5K, that 1K, it, it, it makes a difference to yeah, me because I have like a lot of expenses. 
and medication is working. She's recovering. <laughs> My skin was really scaly. Uh, it's much smoother now. Wow, that's I'm awesome. much happier. I mm. wake up these days in the morning knowing, you know what, I can step down those days. I wouldn't know if I would walk the next morning. Yeah. And if I walk, I would like, really be so grateful. So guys, contribute to my campaign, Bambi. Give me that 10K. Buy my cakes. Call me to do your hair. Yeah, I'll come so many and... things. First tell us about the things you're doing. I do cake. Mm -hmm. I do hair. Uh, we have Studio 88, me and my friends. Studio 88 is meant to raise money for me, actually. Mm -hmm. So what we do is you call us, we braid your hair. We do not less braids, box braids, because we only do braids. Person. Please come. We are mobile anywhere, everywhere we come. And on top of that, if you want us to come and do anything for you, if you're lazy to cook, call us, we can cook, really? pay us, anything. <laughs> I've met people in my life, but Santa is one person who actually gives me a lot of laughter and she gives me so much courage. I've learned so many things from her because, you know, we look at ourselves so many times and we feel like, oh God, I'm not perfect, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And there's someone out there going through a condition. But she's so, I mean, she feels so good about herself and she gives courage to people out there. I really, really love that about her. So guys, support Santa in whatever way that you can. Bring in those little, little monies, 1K, 10K. Do something for her because at the end of the day, she'll be very fine and she'll be giving you lots of gratitude. Yeah, she's going to give us her digits at the end as we conclude. She'll be telling you where to find her, her Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, social media platforms, so that you can actually get to be of help to her. Yes. For all those who want to follow me on social media, my Twitter handle is my Twitter handle is at Bosbe Um my Facebook is Kate Losantelisi Bosbe. I'll explain the various names later. And on IG, it is Santa with us, cars. Our Tumi Boss Bay is an acronym for Born Out of Self-Sustenance before anything else. It's not a slay one, much as I slay or anything. Yeah, so, I thought it's a slay. <laughs> no, it's, it's Born Out of Self-Sustenance before anything else. Um, my numbers are, my Airtel is 0703178. Zero nine. Our mobile money name is Santa Lucy Fungaro. My MTN is zero seven eight two one nine five nine nine two. The mobile money name is Renette Nandaula. Because <laughs> I, I had different. I had no ID when okay. they were registering. <laughs> <Just explain. laughs> my I didn't want to give me an ID. So that's it. Please follow me and. Ask me anything, I'm always willing to answer. You want to take me out for food? I promise you I'll finish all the food. I don't trust. Just come for anything, as long as it's food related, I'll be there. In a public place Just though. Food. Anything In a public else? place. No, the rest I do. And money. Look at this. Money door. I want. <laughs> well guys, you've seen Santa. She's an awesome blessing, beautiful baby. I love her. She makes me laugh. So yeah, support her in any way that you can. But yes, thank you so much for watching A Chat With Methia. It means a lot having you on the show. It's, and every time, it's a blessing having you guys here. So I don't take it for granted. But of course, we can't go away without thanking our guest, our, our hosts of the day. That is Olive's Restaurant and Bar. This is in Naguru, Olive's Restaurant, for those that probably don't know. Naguru, they have beautiful dishes, you guys. 
I love the lasagna. Someone tell me how to enjoy it. I can't. I just can't stop. So they have a lot of nice things. <laughs> just come and look through, guys. It's awesome. Olive just trying to grow. Thank you so much for having us. Just like always. Thank you, guys.